All right. Well, let's pray and we'll uh, we'll jump into some worship and and all that. So, uh, Jesus, we just welcome your presence. We just ask that um, in everything that we do this morning, that it would be filled with with you. Spirit, just come and do what you want with us this morning. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Work isn't done. 
the work isn't done. I need to be close to you, actually feel you here. Or else I forget and I lose all my confidence. I want to see what you see I want to love like you love help me to see what you see help me to love like you love My maker, your work isn't done, your work isn't done, maker, my maker, your work isn't done, your work isn't It is found in you. 
owned everything I ever wanted. It is found in you. Oh, and everything I ever wanted, it is found in you. Oh, and everything I ever wanted, it is found in you. My one. My constant, my king and brother, my home is ever where your heart hovers. My one, my constant, my king and brother, my home is ever where your heart hovers. My one, my constant, my king. And brother, my home is ever where your heart hovers. My one, my constant, my king. And brother, my home is ever where your heart hovers. When the day is run its course, you are the goodness. You are my reward. You are the goodness. Oh, and everything I ever wanted, it is found in you. Oh, and everything I ever wanted, it is found in you. Oh, and everything I ever wanted, it is found in you. Oh, and everything I ever wanted, it is found in you. Oh, my one, my constant, my king, and brother, my home is ever where your heart hovers. My one, my constant, my king. And brother, my home is ever where your heart hovers. Jesus, just help us to stick close to you, to be in tune with you. Keep us, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, good morning. Um, my friend Christy Stahl is going to do a quick announcement. Yes? Give me a hand. Miss Christy Stahl. 
What's up? Give it up. No, no, we're going to do multiple weeks. Okay. Lots of announcement. Um, <laughs> You're good now. Okay. <laughs> we're going to open up the bathroom. Our tech expert pastor guy here figured out how to live stream into the kids' room. So we got the TV set out back there. So it's open to families with little kids. So if a parent wants to take littles that want to run around, they can run safely. And we're going to keep maybe a window pack and capacity at a minimum, but it will be available to. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, if you're a family and you got little guys and they need to burn off some steam, we're going to try to have that facility available to you. It's going to be the Berean room, which is that middle room just past where you check in kids. So it's going to be in there. And um, yeah, so we're, we're stoked about that of trying to like each week, we're trying to like see kind of, okay, what can we do to facilitate within and still keep people taken care of and, and safe? And Christy and Sherry have agreed to like kind of run herd on that and make sure stuff's clean. And they've taken some extra stuff out that doesn't need to be in there. And yeah, so cool. And the service will still be available back there. We'll be able to stream it back there, which is awesome. Um, before I pray and before we get started, we have a birthday today. My buddy Scott, I don't know, is it there? There he is. There's Scott. <laughs> Has a birthday today, so we're going to sing. So I'm going to turn off my mic real quick so I don't destroy our sounds. love you, bud. I made sure to bring a drink up here because when I go full throat, my voice gets a little very white, which is okay. So I'm going to pray and we'll get started. Holy Spirit, would you come this morning? Jesus, more than anything, our heart is to know you more. Jesus, we want to draw closer and closer to you every day of our lives, God. Jesus, we just want to know you. Lord, we ask, would you open up your word to us this morning, God? Jesus, would you show us the type of character, the type of person, and as a community, here at the Yakima Vineyard, God. Communally, Lord Jesus, how can we as a community be more like you? Lord, how can we um, always strive to have one heart, Lord Jesus, that, that is yours? Lord, that we could embody you, Jesus, to our community, God. Lord, that we could lift up 
your name, Jesus, so that all could see your goodness, just as we sang about this morning, God. Father, one of your names is Jehovah Rapha, which is God who is a banner above us. Lord, would you be the banner above us? Lord, would your banner stand above our church, God? Holy Spirit, we ask you to dwell with us and in us and work through us this morning. Amen. So this morning, we're going to be going through John 17, verses 9 through 26. I'm going to jump in here. So starting off talking about declaring who Jesus is. Jesus is the way. He's the way for us to follow. It's not just enough for us to worship God, but we're called to emulate the lifestyle of Jesus, to be the people of the way. Jesus is truth. He's literally all truth. The primary revelation of God's character to the world. And Jesus is the life. Through Jesus, we have life now and forevermore. John 7, 9 through 17, excuse me, 9 through 10 says this. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. Do you know John 17 is Jesus' longest prayer in Scripture? This whole chapter is one long prayer. And Jesus spends, what does Jesus spend his longest prayer doing? He spends it interceding for us. He spends it interceding for those of us who follow him. We're so important to him. We're so precious to him. that He, like in his life, at least recorded prayers. Who knows what other prayers he prayed that didn't get recorded. But at least the prayers that were recorded in, in the Gospels. The one that is the longest he spends praying for us. I find that so beautiful. Because, I mean, a lot of times we love Jesus and, and we spend our, you know, our, we pray to him and, and we, we try to figure out how to serve him best and we try to figure out how to love him. And sometimes it's really hard to imagine and understand him loving us. I mean, we know it like cognitively, right? We, we know Jesus went to the cross. We know Jesus suffered for us. We know that Jesus followed the will of the Father so that we could be saved, right? But Jesus praying for you. Jesus praying for me. That's, that's special. That's, that's precious to me. If you've ever had somebody pray for you, stop whatever they're doing and say, can I pray for you? And imagine Jesus doing that for you. I don't know, it's just, it really struck me as I was going through this chapter. So in this, Jesus says he's not praying for the world. Because the only prayer Jesus really could pray for the world is that it ceases to be like the world. Because <laughs> the world's not good. The world's not healthy. The world is demonstrably broken. We don't have to look very far to see that, right? Because so many of the world's ways are oppositional to who Jesus was and who his ministry was. 
and who God is. God is holy. God is just. God is righteous. God is truth. And much of the world's not. However, Jesus himself praying for us, as I said, I love that. Jesus lifting us up in prayer, asking for God's favor on me and God's favor on you. How beautiful is that? Continuing on in verses 11 and 12 of John 17. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them. Jesus is praying over us by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that may, they may be as one as we are as one. When I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name that you gave me. No one has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. We talked about names a little bit last week, right? Jesus is saying here, God, Father God, you gave me this name, and this name has protection. It says that the name of Jesus in Scripture has power. The name, by the power of the name of Jesus, that when we express the name of Jesus, and it's not just that his name, the word Jesus, I've got a buddy named Jesus. His name doesn't have power. It's spelled the same. It's not that. It's who Jesus was is embodied in the name of Jesus. And there's protection in that. And so Jesus is saying, I'm being taken to you, Father. I'm, I'm going back to heaven. So Lord, would you cover them? Would you protect them? You know, very often, us humans who are broken, we specialize in I am right rallies. We write books and have speeches about what other people do wrong, right? We major in finding gossip and becoming experts in unveiling people's weaknesses. We split into these little huddles, and then sometimes that huddle splits, right? Like, I've got this group. Okay, I'm part of this group. And now this group's going to split. Now, now there's two more groups. And Christians, we do this too. Are our differences really that divisive if we're followers of Jesus? If we're using the same scripture if we're approaching the Bible, if we're praying to the same Jesus, how can we be that divided? Are our opinions that obtrusive? Are our walls so big that they can't be overcome? Is it that impossible for us to find common cause as followers of Jesus Christ? Is it so impossible? Lord, help us. Jesus said that they may be one. One. Not one in groups of 2,000, but one. One church. One faith. One Lord. Not Baptist. Not Methodist. Not Catholic. Not Adventist. Not Vineyard. Just Christians. Just followers of Jesus. No denominations. Hierarchies. Traditions, those things should not divide us. There is more that we have together in unity. 
as followers of Jesus and separate us. But we so easily allow the devil, allow the enemy to sneak in and to divide us and to destroy us and to corrupt the beautiful thing that Jesus did. And we've got to quit. We have to stop. We have to at some point say no more. Just Jesus. That's it. If we have Jesus in common, we are one. We've got to get there, guys. Why? A couple years ago, Jesus spoke this bottom phrase to me prophetically. Unity, but not uniformity. We don't all have to look alike. We don't have to eat the same food. We don't have to vote the same. We don't have to attend the same music concerts. You don't have to like the same silly sci-fi Star Trek show that I like. None of that. <laughs> Shauna, shush. <laughs> I heard that. Um, like, we don't, we don't have to be completely uniform, right? And still be unified in Jesus Christ. Allow the differences to add flavor to the stew that is our faith. And make it richer. And make it taste better. And make it more beautiful and satisfying. Jesus continues on, 17, 13 through 16, says this. I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world hated them. For they're not of the world any more than I am of the wor world. Excuse me. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. I mentioned last week that when the Father gave us to Jesus, that we're under new ownership. We're under a new authority, that of Jesus. And that's what Jesus is referencing here. We are no longer under the authority of this world anymore. Now, he's not suggesting that we live in some Christian bubble or that we only interact with people who are like ourselves, only drinking milk from Christian cows on our sanctified cereal. It's silliness, right? And if all we do is surround ourselves by people who are Christians and who think like we do, how are we ever going to let someone know who needs to know so badly about the love of Jesus Christ. We, we can't, because we're stuck in our bubble. That's not what Jesus is saying here. He's just saying that we're under new ownership, that we're no longer under the thumb of the enemy. Jesus says this, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Jesus actually calls us to walk into dark places. Jesus calls us to be in a place 
How can you see light? Have you guys ever like turned on a flashlight during the day? Is it very visible? It's not. You can barely even see it, and sometimes you have to like kind of angle it to see anything. But when you turn on a flashlight in the middle of darkness, it provides light and it helps guide your way. And that's what we are to be. We are to be that light in the darkness. We're to be that salt. We're to be We're to be God's kids. He said that he's not taking us out of the world. He's simply praying for us to be protected from the evil one as we go and take back people from the darkness. And as we go into those places that are broken and hurting and damaged, and we bring God's healing, and we bring God's light with us. He wants us to bring be salt and to be light. The world needs us so badly. Now, I put a little caveat here at the bottom. I don't want you to do this without your spiritual PPE. you got to protect yourself. Pray. Dig in the world, in the word, excuse me. Have other people who will support you, surround you, who can pray for you, who will be interceding for you. Do the things you need to do to protect yourself, even as Jesus prays for us to be protected from the evil one. Put on your spiritual PPE. Make sure that you're taken care of, that you're covered. Jesus continues, chapter 17, 17 through 19. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they may be truly sanctified. Sanctify here means to make holy, or to be set apart. It's referring to being in a right relationship with God. Again, kind of going back to that spiritual PPE. How are you and God doing? I want to stop here in this moment because I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying something. Can you, uh, whether you're watching online or here, would you just close your eyes for a moment? God wants to do a quick check-in with you. How are you and God doing? How's your relationship? It's Valentine's Day. How's your love with Jesus? How's that doing? Have you loved on Jesus recently? Holy Spirit, would you teach us how to follow Jesus better? Holy Spirit, would you show us 
those areas where we're weak? And would you educate us? Would you show us how to love Jesus better? Amen. We have to interact with and embrace the truth of God. It's vital for us. I want to read through the Apostles' Creed. This was one of the earliest statements of faith in the church. It was sometime around 200, 380. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, those of you who were here, a couple years ago we spent a month kind of dissecting and going through the Apostles' Creed and what we believe. Uh, my friend Aaron shared a podcast with me recently where the guy talking was saying this was something at their church that they, they quoted every week. I thought it was fascinating, and it's always something I've been drawn to. And one of the things he was talking about, as we're kind of talking about the unity of believers, one of the things he kind of talked about was that they used this, and they used communion as a central point of faith that everyone could be connected to. That like, even if we have divergent ideas or things that we appreciate or kind of as I was talking about earlier that, you know, that we're not just uniform. But these things we hold true. A little bit like the preamble, right? These things we hold self-evident. As Christians, these things we hold self-evident. These things we hold true. I believe in God the Father, almighty creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, here Catholic meaning universal church, the church of all believers, not necessarily my friends across the street who I love. The communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. It's theology. This is the theology. This is the core faith. Uh, John Wimber referred to it as the main and the plain. Here's the core of what we believe. And to these cores, there should be no deviation. From these basic facts, there should be complete unity. It's the earliest creed of our faith. Continuing on in John, John 17, 20 through 21. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Oh gosh, I guess we have work to do. We're supposed to share God's message. Okay. That all of them may be one. There that thing is again. Jesus calling for us to be one. Father, just as you are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. See how I'm doing on time here. Okay. So Jesus says this. I italicized, highlighted, and bolded. The only thing I didn't do is underline in my software. That all of them may be one, that the world may believe. 
The unity of believers should have an effect on outsiders to convince them of the mission of Jesus Christ. I would argue in modern times we've done the opposite. That the world has seen the divisions and the strife and the wrestling and the fighting between believers. And it's pushed them away from Jesus rather than bringing them to him. Because Jesus says in this scripture that one of the things that will draw people to him is our unity. So I guess he felt like it was kind of important. So maybe we should too. Jesus' prayer is a rebuke of the painful and often harsh divisions among believers. We have to get past this. We have to change. We must be different than we have been. We have to allow Jesus to change us, to transform us, to renew our minds. We need to become new creations in Christ Jesus. We have to learn to be different. Dusty has to learn to be different. All of us have to learn to be better followers of Jesus. I feel like there's a reason so many people have been pushed away from church and pushed away from knowledge of Jesus. And that this is one of the big deals. This is one of the big things that pushes people away. Like, why would I want to be part of a group of people who are always fighting each other and talking badly about each other for everyone to see? Why? I mean, there's enough strife in the world. Why add more? Makes sense. It makes sense. Makes sense to me. I get it. As, as the Yakima Vineyard Church, as one of the leaders here, I want for us to commit to changing, to being better, to putting Jesus first. Jesus has to be first in our lives. Jesus has to be primary. Jesus has to be Lord with the capital L. We can disagree with each other and still love. It doesn't have to be ugly. And sometimes, guys, it's so ugly. It's so ugly. People don't take breaks from social media because it's beautiful. <laughs> I don't have to take a break from cheesecake because I'm sick of it. I take a break from cheesecake because I like it too much. <laughs> Jesus should be that way. Jesus, it should be like, I just can't get enough Jesus. Give me more Jesus. Give me more church. Give me more people who are loving each other and loving the world. I want more of that. That has to be us. Jesus says he also prays for those who will believe in him through the message. He was confident that they would spread the gospel. And he prayed for those who would believe that as a result. All future believers are included in this prayer. It's all of us. Jesus is praying directly for us. There's parts of scripture that aren't actually for us or that we take badly out of context. I was joking. I can't remember. I didn't want to say it was Ryan maybe, but I was joking with somebody this week. I was saying, I can do all things through a scripture taken out of context. Like, I cannot lift my truck with one hand no matter how much I believe in Jesus. 
Now, if God's telling me to do it, I'm going to try. And maybe he'll show up and some kind of Samson thing will happen. I don't know. But not because I'm willing it, because God's willing it. And I have to be listening to him. We've always got to be listening for the voice of God. 22 and 23. I have been given the glory that you gave me, Jesus says, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you loved me. So here's the cool thing about this part of the scripture and this part of Jesus' prayer. It's not all on us. God will help us do, a, do this if we let him. God will help unify us if we let him. But we have to let him. Believers are to be characterized by their humility and service, just like Jesus was. And it's on them that God's glory rests. It says that they may be one as we are one, Jesus prayed. Again, the Lord, like over and over in this prayer, he's reinforcing this idea of the unity of the believers. And our standard, what we look to, is how God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit work together and interact. That's our standard. That's what we look towards as our goal. So me, my friend Peggy, my friend Selena, all three of us, working together, pursuing Jesus, being one just as God is one. Right? That's what we're called to. Jesus ends with this. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. Jesus wants us to be in heaven with him. And to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you. And they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Jesus here is praying, asking God to love you and to love me just as much as he loved Jesus. Schnikes, that's like huge. That God would love us in the same manner that he loved Jesus himself. That's what Jesus is asking for here. And I have a suspicion, a suspicion, that when Jesus prays for something, it's probably legit and it's going to happen. Call me crazy. So God loves us. He loves me. He loves you just as much as he loved Jesus. Jesus said, even though the world doesn't know you, I know you. And they, talking about the disciples, know that you've sent me. That's why Jesus has us here. It's why the moment we come to salvation that we're not just whisked up into heaven. We're not immediately taken up. Because we have a purpose. And we have a reason for being in this time and being in this place. I'm going to read a short verse from Esther. Esther 4.14 says this. For if you keep silent at this time, 
relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house, they'll perish. And who knows? Who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for a time such as this? If you know the story of Esther, God placed her in a specific time, in a specific place, and became royalty and helped the Jewish people because she was positioned in a time and in a place for God to use her. You are positioned in the kingdom, in a time and in a place for God to use you. All you have to do, just like he was encouraging Esther, is to not keep silent. God's going to do his will. As it kind of talks about in this verse. It says, relief and deliverance from the Jews may come from another place. If you're not willing to do it, God's will is still going to march on. God's kingdom will still advance. The question is, do you want to be a part of it? I do. I don't know about the rest of you, but like that's exciting to me. I want to be part of what God's doing. That's incredible. And the cool thing is Jesus has already interceded for us with the Father to, to protect us and to give us power and, and to allow us that to happen. So, uh, Ryan, can I get you and Aaron to come up, please? I'm going to say a quick, quick prayer. Lord God, I pray that we would be submitted to your will. Holy Spirit, even as I prayed earlier, would you show us, would you educate us, would you guide us and direct us into how to, how to be better followers and, and more Christ-like, Lord God. Lord, we want to be like Jesus. And Lord, we don't want to be silent. We want to play a part in bringing your kingdom to the world, God. So Lord, would you make a place for us? And would you show us how to take up that mantle that you've given each and every one of us, God, in advancing your kingdom, Lord? And finally, Lord, I pray, any, any hindrance, any barrier, any um, wall that there might be um, to us truly following you, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, and to truly walking out what it is God has for us, Lord. I just pray right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, would you remove any barrier, any chain, any wall, any um, hindrance, Lord God, from us walking out what you've called us to walk out, Jesus. Lord, once again, just right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, I just ask, would you release us? Would you release us, Lord God, to do your will, Jesus? Amen. Uh, the, this next song is um, kind of a repentance song. We actually sang it last week. Um, it's about mercy. Um, I felt like I was supposed to read this quote, though, before. Because um, if you're like me, uh, traditionally the idea of mercy in my relationship relationship to God has been a lot about like, man, I really suck. God, please forgive me. Help me do better, which that probably is true sometimes. But um, I feel like God's really opening up the concept to me lately about um, 
just the importance of acknowledging. Um, I believe that God's kind of already forgiven us, right? But like just that acknowledgement, there's power in that. So this is a quote from, uh, it's a book called Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. Um, I think it applies to what Dusty was saying about acknowledging our own brokenness and being able to love others because of that. He says, uh, there's a strength, a power even, in understanding brokenness because embracing our brokenness creates a need and desire for mercy and perhaps a corresponding need to show mercy. When you experience mercy, you learn things that are hard to learn otherwise. You see things you can't otherwise see. You hear things you can't otherwise hear. You begin to recognize the humanity that resides in each of us. So I just... Felt like I was supposed to read that before we start. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that everything that you've done to forgive us, to make us whole and bring us close. Because we kind of live in that reality, it's easy, I think, to take it for granted and not extend it beyond ourselves. So I just pray for that this morning, God. Lord, have mercy, Christ. 
Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy on us, on the lies that we clutch to our chest, for the fear that wants to steal our breath, forgive us, we pray, and give us the lies that we clutch to our chest, for the fear that wants to steal our breath, forgive us, we pray, and give us your grace. Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy on us, on us, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy on us, on us.
fountain, every blessing to my heart to sing that grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious song. Sung by flaming tongues above, cause the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I come, and I hold thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus on me when a stranger Wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious Oh, how great, great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it, seal it for like courts Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus on me when a stranger wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood.
us to be bold in what we believe, God. Help us to not be ashamed to, <laughs> sounds stupid, to speak highly of you, God, uh, to others. And I pray that also help us to be bold in our love for others. Help us not just to talk you, but to, to live you too, God. prayer we totally want to pray for you so maybe um i don't know dave or some other wise people don't mind being up here in case someone needs prayer um please don't leave without it otherwise um jesus i just pray you bless our week keep us close god amen